Hi everyone, I'm Debbie Roberts, owner and financial advisor at Property Apprentice. Join us today for the Week in Review, where I'll talk about current events for the everyday investor and home buyer. Our topics for this week, well you might be expecting me to comment about Jacinda's announcement that she's resigning next month as our Prime Minister, and that the election date has now been set for the 14th of October this year. But I figure you must have been living under a rock if you aren't already fully aware of that, so no need for me to tell you any more about it. It'll be interesting to see who puts their hand up to lead Labour into the election, but I suspect it's unlikely to change the outcome. Read into that what you will. So first topic for this week, we've got from One Roof on the 17th of January. Government help for first home buyers pays off and approvals rise 60%. Second topic from Stuff on the 17th of January. Don't expect LVR relaxation to cushion house prices, according to CoreLogic. Third topic, one roof, 16th of January, property buying spree, wealthy Aussies jet into New Zealand with millions to spend. Fourth topic, news hub, 17th of January, building sector braces for an uncertain 2023. And fifth topic for this week in review from RNZ on the 18th of January, households finances being squeezed on several fronts, bank. So first topic this week, one roof on the 17th of January, government help for first home buyers pays off and approvals rise 60%. An increase in the number of first home buyers benefiting from the change in house price caps in different regions has been recorded by the government. I mean, at the risk of sounding cynical, I would suggest that the fact that house prices have been falling and also that more lower priced properties, such as new townhouses, units and apartments, etc., have been released for sale. That's probably also been a significant reason that the number of properties purchased under the Kayanga Ora First Home Grant has been increased. But still, this has got to be some pretty motivating news for any first home buyers out there. Under the Kayanga Ora First Home Grant, 1,865 homes were bought between July and September 2022. That's a 60% increase compared to the previous quarter. Nationally, there have been 2,824 grant applications approved during the same three-month period, and that's up 34% in the same period last year. Better assistance to help Kiwis get on the property ladder came as a result from the government increasing the amount one could spend on a house in different regions. There were heavy criticisms regarding previous price caps being out of touch with current house prices. The first home grant provides each eligible first home buyer up to $5,000 to put towards an existing home and up to $10,000 for a brand new home. In Auckland, 827 first-home grant applications were approved between July and September last year. This is a 98% rise compared to the same period in 2021. 107 applications were approved in Tauranga, by, up by 613%. Hamilton jumped by 453%, and there was a 67% increase in Wellington. The number of properties purchased in these regions rose remarkably. On the other hand, Christchurch defied the trend with the number of applications falling by 25%. There were also fewer properties purchased through the grant. There was an even split between Auckland first home buyers who chose existing properties and new builds. Those from Christchurch, Wellington, Hamilton and Tauranga preferred to buy existing homes. According to Kayanga Ora Home and Communities Manager of Home Ownership Products, Jason Lovell, how people chose was based on the availability in each region and their individual preferences. 
He said the purpose of Kayanga Ora's home ownership products, such as the first home grant or first home loan, is to help more whānau and individuals overcome the deposit barrier to purchasing their first home. The number of first home loan approvals, which is a scheme that allowed first home buyers to buy with a 5% deposit, that also went up between July and September last year. However, there's only a small increase in the number of properties that settled. Lovell explained that this could be due to the lag between approval and settlement, so someone who gets approval in one quarter might not settle on their house until a later quarter. The house price cap for first-home grants is now $875,000 in the Auckland region for both existing and new-build properties. Wellington's capped at $750,000 for an existing property and $925,000 for a new-build. Tauranga's capped at $800,000 for an existing property and $875,000 for a new-build. And Hamilton's cap is $650,000 for an existing property and $725,000 for a new build. For more information about the first home grants and the first home loans, go to the Kayanga Ora website, which is kayangaora.government.nz or govt.nz. And if you'd like to apply for a pre-approval for lending to purchase your first home, we recommend Jean Andrews from my team for mortgages and insurance. You can email Jean at office at my team, which is mitaem.co.nz or call 0800-88-2299. That's email office at mitaem.co.nz or call 0800-88-2299. Second topic for this week from staff on the 17th of January, don't expect LVR relaxation to cushion house prices from CoreLogic. CoreLogic tells investors and property owners not to expect any relaxation of loan-to-value restrictions to cushion house prices this year. CoreLogic Chief Property Economist Calvin Davidson believes that the most likely scenario is for the Reserve Bank to start considering changes to the LBR in the November monetary policy statement and will look to relax them by March next year when new debt-to-income restrictions could be brought in. Davidson said this might help first home buyers raise deposits while hampering investors as they usually borrow at higher debt-to-incomes or DTIs. CoreLogic Head of Research Nick Goodall's guess is that the DTI rules would restrict the amount a buyer could borrow for a home to six times their income. LVR restrictions limit how much a bank can lend relative to the purchase price of a property. The last time the Reserve Bank relaxed the LVR was during the start of the pandemic, which prompted a buying frenzy. Restrictions were reintroduced in March 2021 and then tightened to stop any threat to financial stability that the overheated property market represented. Davidson said current LVR levels mean investors require a 40% deposit, while owner-occupiers generally need 20%, although new builds are exempt. According to him, he hasn't spoken to anyone who's entertained the idea of the Reserve Bank removing the LVR completely anytime soon, but it was possible that they will be loosened eventually. There are no major financial stability risks, such as widespread mortgagee sales at the moment. Davidson said that loose LVRs in a falling housing market come with risks like negative equity if people only require small deposits. He added that loosening LVRs when the Reserve Bank was trying to cool the economy and fight inflation was also counterproductive. 
even if LVRs were relaxed, Davidson doesn't see buyers flooding back because consumer confidence is low and banks are cautious. Independent economist Tony Alexander said that there's a chance that LVR restrictions may be eased this year, especially since low consumer confidence is already curbing spending in the property market. A recent survey of mortgage advisors found that demand from investors and first-home buyers remained negative, similar to most of last year. In my opinion, that just means that this is the perfect opportunity for home buyers and investors to purchase property when there's less competition from other buyers. I'd also caution against getting too hung up on the what-ifs or whens regarding the Reserve Bank of New Zealand's interest in introducing debt-to-incomes or DTIs. There already are a couple of lenders who use these, and it was certainly very common practice about 20 years ago. There are lots of different factors that can be included when calculating your income, such as rental income or border income, for example, and many other areas that lenders can become more flexible when calculating your provable income. Then there's also the non-bank lenders that could be more suited to your individual needs. If you want to learn more about investing in property, join me at one of our free events, How to Succeed with Property Investing in 2023, Financial Advisors Strategies for Successful Investing. And they're available either live online or in person in our office in Ellerslie in Auckland. Check out propertyapprentice.co.nz for upcoming dates and register today. We don't sell property, so it's all about increasing your knowledge to reduce your risk. And if you'd like to find out more about how we can help you to reach your financial goals, you can either come to one of those free events where you'll meet me and, and we can discuss whatever you want to discuss. You can also book a no obligation phone call or meeting with my husband, Paul Roberts, via the website also. It's propertyapprentice.co.nz. Third topic for this week from One Roof on the 16th of January, property buying spree. Wealthy Aussies jet into New Zealand with millions of dollars to spend. Foreigners and expats with budgets of up to $35 million have been cited entering New Zealand in search of properties. Agents said that there's been a rise of interest in properties from Kiwis living overseas, Singaporeans and Australians who are allowed to buy property without approval from the Overseas Investment Office. Interested buyers have been looking at properties of all price points, although the market for luxury second homes has notably picked up. Premium real estate agent Hamish Walker said that the influx is significant in Queenstown. Apart from Auckland buyers, potential buyers from Eastern Australia and Singapore have been shopping around. Walker added that the good news with many of these buyers is that they don't have any budget limits which is great news for people that are looking at selling. He's fielding offers for one of Queenstown's most expensive houses at Pinnacle Place in Queenstown, which has an asking price of $35 million. According to Walker, his buyers from Singapore have very specific requirements, close to the airport so they don't have to travel in winter conditions, privacy and security. Walker said that there had been fewer properties for sale and properties in the $5 to $15 million price range, and he's also been fielding offers for sections from buyers ready to pay up to $8 million for land and then spend around $16 million towards building their home. Ray White agent Ross Hawkins, who sells real estate in the Bay of Islands and Northland, Queenstown and Auckland, said he's seen more expats from the US and London this summer. They're more interested in what they consider to be the nice, affordable 2.5 to 4.5 mid-market. 
According to him, some factors that might be drivers for expats are the worsening global economic conditions and job layoffs. Hawkins agrees with Walker that there is a shortage of properties in Queenstown for buyers who could enjoy better exchange rates with the US dollar and euro. But he added that the high-end market at both ends of the country would do better by a change of government that would be more open to international buyers, such as Americans and Germans, purchasing holiday homes without having to go through the Overseas Investment Office approvals. Expats in Wellington have been buying family homes. Tommy's real estate Wellington salesperson Jason Longy sold two houses to expats. An older couple returning from Switzerland and a family of four from Melbourne were able to snap up three bedroom family homes in Nio and Mornington. Longy has noticed more expats house hunting. He said the common denominator in the houses sold was that there wasn't a lot of work left to do to them. There was a good builder's report and everything checked out with the limb, so the due diligence was easy to do. Fourth topic this week, from News Hub on the 17th of January, the building sector braces for an uncertain 2023. There's some optimism amongst those in the building industry that high demand might be returning to pre-pandemic levels. However, with economic uncertainty, there are also worries that demand could dry up. New Zealand Certified Builders Chief Executive Malcolm Fleming said they saw a 20% fall in inquiries for residential new builds. There's also been a 20% drop in existing projects like renovations, which have provided a buffer for the industry. Fleming said that the demand in the industry in the last two to three years has been stressful for builders, not just because of the workload, but also because of cost escalation and building product shortages. He added that this time could be good for homeowners wanting to renovate or build a project, but they need to exercise due diligence when choosing a builder. In Wellington, Namlock building owner Jamie Coleman had a hectic year last year, but it's worried that there might be less work this year. Nevertheless, Coleman said he'll just have to start competing, which is good for his business. He added that competition's also good for clients because prices can drop. CoreLogic's Cordell Construction Cost Index shows that the cost to build a standard home increased 10% in the last quarter, and that surpassed the previous record of 9.6% in the third quarter of 2022. The prices of materials are not expected to drop, but the rate of increase is expected to slow down. Specialist Trade Contractors Federation President Grant Price believes that once the backlog of work dries up, there might be a labour surplus this year. He also told Morning Report that feedback from tradespeople and project managers he worked with in a project indicated that it was easier to hire tradespeople now compared to three months ago. He's anticipating that infrastructure and group housing projects will continue in the next eight to nine months, but demand will be thinner after that period. Next month's monetary policy statement will provide better guidance on what will happen in the construction industry. My thoughts are that if you're planning on renovating or building, prices for materials are unlikely to get cheaper than they are now, so it might pay to take advantage of the fact that you might not have to book your tradies a year in advance to get the work done anymore. Fifth topic for this week from RNZ on the 18th of January, households finances being squeezed on several fronts. Westpac's latest economic bulletin called From Squeeze to Crush, which is a cheerful topic, revealed that high levels of inflation have eroded spending power. At the same time, borrowing costs are continuing to rise and the value of household assets has fallen in the past year. 
Westpac senior economist Satish Ranchod said financial pressure will be more intense for families over the year ahead. Borrowers will be faced with higher interest rates as nearly half of all fixed-term mortgages will come up for repricing in the next 12 months. Ranchod said that a recession could be expected in late 2023 or early 2024. The unemployment rate will rise to about 4.8% in the coming years from the current 3.3%, he says. Tighter financial conditions will be felt across the economy, but will have different effects across household groups. He said that those who bought homes in the last few years could see their finances getting squeezed especially hard because it's likely that they purchased property and got those mortgages when interest rates were in the low twos or low threes. Those who are employed might be facing strain in terms of spending, and this could be a drag on economic growth. The New Zealand Institute of Economic Research data showed that business confidence could be even lower than at the time of the 2008 recession. Kiwi Bank Chief Economist Jared Kerr told Morning Report inflation was affecting businesses' profitability, and they're worried about the prospect of a recession. Kerr worries that while the Reserve Bank was engineering a recession, it could go too far. He believes that if the OCR was raised as high as 5.5%, this would be a step too far. Higher interest rates also affect business costs and intentions to hire staff. Should there be a global recession, he thinks the New Zealand economy would be in for a much harder landing. We've upgraded our free events at Property Apprentice to cater to the changing needs of first-home buyers and investors all over New Zealand. Join me for our upcoming How to Succeed with Property Investing in 2023, Financial Advisors Strategies for Successful Investing. They're live training sessions held either online or in our Auckland office, and there's plenty of opportunity to ask me questions. I'll answer as many of them as I can in the time that we've got together. You can register on our website at propertyapprentice.co.nz and check out the details there. And if you want to have a no-obligation chat with my husband, Paul, to see how we could help you, you can also book a meeting or phone call with him via our website. That's propertyapprentice.co.nz. Look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks for listening.